Hi, welcome to the podcast today. This is Reverend Molly and Mandy. And I'm sure that you all have heard the saying, sticks and stones can break my bones, but words will never harm me. The discussion for today is words. But first, we want to let Mandy open us up in a song. So, Miss Mandy, take it away. are one of our greatest weapons. And we think we think that words don't really matter, but nothing could be further from the truth. John 1.14 teaches all of us, and the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. The Holy Spirit woke me up one night about 2.30 in the morning. And this phrase kept playing over and over in my mind as if it was on a 33 or 45 record. The Word became flesh and dwelt among us. The Word became flesh and dwelt among us. And I was very groggy. And I'm like, what 
are you trying to tell me? And the Holy Spirit spoke to my heart and said, Molly, your words are alive. The word became flesh. And you are dwelling among what you are speaking and dwelt among us. Those words that were spoken to my heart were as if a dagger had pierced my very soul. And I thought immediately, okay, Molly, your words are not lining up with what you're doing, what you're trying to do. So the next morning when I woke, I mean fully awoke, had my coffee, it hit me like a ton of bricks. I still had a defeated attitude with my mouth. Things were not lining up in my life the way that I thought they should. Something was wrong and I knew it. But I couldn't seem to recognize it. Now, I realized that the something wasn't everybody else and everything else. The problem was me. And it just, it struck me. You know what? I have one person to please while I'm down here on this earth. And it's God. It's not man. I was listening to other people preach and teach and and. My life wasn't mirroring what their lives, I thought their lives were. And I got very disgruntled. I got very fussy. And my attitude, um, I still had a very defeated attitude with my mouth. Now, I can tell you that I've been asking God, what is wrong? What am I doing? What's, what? He's just and faithful as in Matthew 7, 7, to ask and you shall receive. He's faithful to get the truth to you. If you're willing to listen to it and take it in and you're willing to do what he's telling you to do. Our, you know, God spoke this world into existence first. It talks about this in Genesis 1, 3 through 31. Our words have creative power. That is how he got us all here. And it was his breath that first breathed into the nostrils of man to set this world on a course. And if we have accepted Jesus Christ as our Savior and the Holy Spirit is indwelling in our hearts, then we have that same creative power with our words. Our words... You have a weapon in your body that will drive your life. And it's small, but the weight of it can bear on other humans as if a ton was placed upon them. It carries just a lot of, like, goo with it. The book of James in chapter 3, verse 4, likens our tongue um, to a ship, which is turned by a very small rudder. Wherever the pilot desires. And then James goes on to tell us in verse 10 of chapter 3. That out of the same mouth proceed blessing and cursing. And he says, my brethren, these things ought not to be. Our words have the potential to sink lives and cut children into tiny pieces that sometimes can either take a lifetime to mend or they're, or they're never put back together again. And I've witnessed this personally. Now, I'm just 
like everybody else. And I can tell you that before turning to Christ, I had a very controlling spirit. And I was the type of woman girl. I had to have the first word, the last word, every word in between word. I grew up in an era where Helen Reddy came on out. It was women's lib. Hallelujah. I am woman. Hear me roar in numbers. Too big to ignore. And I thought, we've all got legions of demons in us. Their numbers too big to ignore. And I, and ever since then, women have become, I, I turned into a big loud mouth woman. How attractive was that? And we wonder why we have so many divorces. Why men, you know, don't want, really want to be around all that controlling spirit. You know, I had a very soft-spoken mother. And I think I heard her say one, maybe two curse words in her whole entire life. She grew up with very um, extreme social graces. And I think I, one time she said something that hurt all four of her children at once at the breakfast table. And she knew, she said, I knew that you all had gone off to school and happy. And she said, I never did that ever again. You know, I thought, you know what, Molly, if you could emulate her on this earth, you will have done something. The controlling spirit, though, can be defeated. Years ago, um, I had a vision. And remember the um, cartoon show, The Jetsons? Well, I was, had this vision and I was in a, one of the Jetsons' cars that had a bubble on top, and it was dark. And there were all these skyscraper homes in the skies, just like the Jetson. And I was, um, my hands were gripped so hard to the wheel that you could see my white knuckles. And a voice behind me spoke and said, Let go. And my response was, I can't. So I gripped the wheel even tighter. And then the voice, the voice spoke once again and said, let go. And once again, I replied, I can't. And I looked up and I saw a mountain in front of me and I realized all at one time, you are going to crash into that mountain and you're going to die. So what would it really cost you to let your hands go from the wheel to see what happens? Because you're, you're going to die anyway. You're going to crash into that mountain. So all of a sudden, I thought, just let go. I let go of the wheel. And the car began to plummet. And I'm thinking, I knew it. But then, as if something came under the car, it started sailing through the sky like it was riding on butter. And I sailed right on out of there, right around the mountain, right on out of there. All of the danger had been thwarted because I let go. So the next morning when I processed this vision, I knew that in my life, you need to let go and let God help you. You know, women have a lot on their plates today. I always have made a joke about that. You know, girl, I don't have a plate. I've got a platter. Well, I can tell you that in the in 2019, women have wheelbarrows that they carry around with them. And um, it's 
but there is another way to navigate through this life so you don't feel like you're pushing this ton of things all the time or carrying backpacks full of just your past that you can't seem to get rid of anywhere. You talk to people, it eases all of that for a while, and then it goes back to the same old pattern. These are patterns. A lot of these are spirits that are inside that have been, that Satan um, has clearly deposited in there from the time you were young. And they're going to have to be dealt with. They can be dealt with at the cross of Christ. Now, you can still be the smartest woman in the room or the smartest man in the room. But you'll learn through Christ to be as wise as a serpent and meek as a dove. You can still get everything you want because God promises us, if you delight yourself in me, I will give you the desires of your heart. But the step that you have to take first is you have to turn to him first and begin that personal personal relationship with Jesus Christ. And the Holy Spirit will guide you every step of the way, and he will teach you, line upon line, precept upon precept, how to get control of your tongue. I call it a tongue goo. I always used to have a hard time spelling tongue. And I'm like, okay, let me like phonically separate this. Tongue and then goo. So um, you can get control of this little rudder that, that steers your life. And I can tell you it's going to be a lot sweeter if you'll do this through the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit. But as with anything else, there's going to be a price to be paid to get this tongue under control. Because in God's world, no deposit, no return. And I have been around people listening to them for years. I was amazed at what I started hearing when I just shut up. (laughs) I was like amazed. But what I discovered as I would listen to people for about 10 minutes is that their conversation and their words would always go back to like fleshly stuff. And I'm thinking, right here, you're revealing your heart. Because out of the heart, out of the wellsprings of the heart, your mouth is going to speak. And you can tell how much Jesus somebody's got in them by what they start speaking. I still have issues. I want to tell you that. I still have issues with my words and with my mouth because I'm so passionate about God. If you knew every little detail, every little um, dream or vision he's given me, every little um, what people call revelations, um, it has caused me to love him more than I love anyone else. And he still... Continuing that, just the last several weeks, it's it's another level of devotion to him and adoration to him for what he's done. But you've got to be open to change. You have to be open to start listening more. In the mornings, I would say, Lord, could you just please take a great big old roll of masking tape and shut my mouth. And it's like, no, because if I do that, Molly, you're not going to learn how to take control of it. And you've got to have control over this body so you can move and navigate in this earth because your words are so creative. You are your own worst enemy, Molly. So you have to be very careful. When I started to stop, 
I was amazed. You know, let me leave you with this thought. And this really holds true. Loose lips sink ships. Your words have the power because they are creative. If the Holy Spirit is dwelling within you to bring you victory or defeat. If you have accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, the Holy Spirit is ready and willing to help you. Be all God needs you to be for the kingdom. But you're the one who's going to stand in the way of how much of your destiny God can fulfill on this earth or not. So don't blame God for anything. He's never the problem for anything. We're the problem. If you stand in a room anywhere and you point your finger at anyone saying they're to blame for your lot in life, you need to grab that finger and turn it around and point it back on yourself because they're not your problem. You're your problem. So with all that being said, remember what it says in Proverbs 16.24 that pleasant words are like a honeycomb. You know, you can lift someone up in your day with just your words. Don't yell at people. For God's sakes, don't yell and scream at children. They don't deserve that. If you have a problem, you need to please get lined up in in your local church. Go see your pastor. Get help. But first and foremost, kneel at the cross because that's where your salvation is going to begin. Mandy, if you'd like to close us out. Molly and Mandy. We'll see you next time. God bless you guys. Bye.